Welcome to the From Overwhelmed to Fulfilled podcast, where it's all about moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment in your relationships, your business, your finances, your health. I'm your host, Selena Kipnis, a certified life coach and yoga teacher trainer. Welcome to episode four. So I have to say that I was laughing at the podcast jingle because my husband said that it sounds like a Dr. Draby is dropping to announce this podcast. And I listen to it and it does. And I'm totally okay with that. That is part of me. (laughs) So anyways, today I'm going to be sharing with you the final part in my personal story of moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment. If you have not listened to the first three episodes, go back and listen to those first because they are integral steps of the process. And for those of you who have completed the first three and your own work, after I finish sharing my personal example, I'm going to simplify for you how to succeed at what you say you're going to do. And then we're going to create a very simple drama-free plan for consistency today on this episode. So in my personal story, let's pick up right from where we left off last week, which was when I arrived to Hawaii. I told you that I had began to feel less overwhelmed and less depressed really from the moment I decided to take massive action and to go to Hawaii and to start taking my mental health more seriously. So over the next two months in Hawaii, I was really consistent with that decision to take more care of my mental health. And the consistency really happened through the advanced yoga teacher training that I enrolled in. Because I was in that training, I had the accountability of the training, of the money that I had invested. You know, I had skin in the game and I felt a responsibility to show up and to do the work. And because of the fact that I was in this training, it really required me to set boundaries for myself, right? For time for myself which I had not been doing really at all in the months leading up to Hawaii. So it meant that I needed time alone without caring for my children when I could care for myself and really care for them better in the long run, of course. So I was taking much better care of my mental, physical, and emotional bodies through asana, meditation, breath work, learning, beginning to grow again, which just felt amazing to grow again, to learn again. And it's such a human need to grow. And because I hadn't been growing for a while, I felt stagnant. I didn't feel alive. I didn't have that vitality. And so just joining a class again, or, you know, For other people, it might be picking up a new hobby or an old hobby, but finding that thing to participate in that feels authentically great for you and that you want to be learning is so important. 
So anyways, back to the story. So besides the training and self-care while we were in Hawaii, I was really reimagining everything. I, and isn't that a beautiful word? Reimagine? Ah, it's so good. So I was reimagining where I wanted to live, where I really wanted to give birth, if the life I was living was the life I wanted to be living, if I was being who I wanted to be, like all of these things, just reflecting and considering them. And one of the big, the bigger decisions for me at the time was deciding, okay, I do want to live in Virginia and I do want to give birth in Virginia and I do want to start taking more responsibility in all of my relationships. I had gotten into this role of, you know, like um, victim mentality, you know, of like, oh, look what's happening to me. Or they're not, you know, caring enough about me, you know, and started getting like I was had been focused so much on myself. And I just got into this rut and compounded all these negative experiences that were mostly after the birth of my second child when I didn't feel the support, mostly from my extended family that I wanted, that I needed, that I was expecting. There was one extended family member who stopped by, but that was very challenging for me. And so I just had been replaying this in my head of like, I'm not going to have the support. I'm not going to have the support. And then I started creating the story like with my mom that like she wasn't going to support me, that she didn't have the time because she was supporting my other sister more. And, you know, I created this mental health for myself when I was in this really low depression. And part of the reimagining part was, okay, I want to start taking more responsibility for my life. Like I'm not a victim. I need to take responsibility for getting the support that I need. And maybe I just need to directly ask for it more. And maybe I need a postpartum doula, whatever it is, but I am going to be more active in taking more responsibility. And I'll jump ahead and tell you that that worked out extremely well, that I had from my immediate family and from my friends and my my sister helped to organize it all. And my friends, you guys, they freaking showed up like they showed up and I just feel the warmth and love from it right now of them bringing me food and flowers and showing up unannounced and cleaning my house while I was sleeping in bed. What? Like, it was amazing. So we've got to, like, support the mamas, you guys. It's hard being a mama. So that just totally did work out. And it only worked out because of the taking responsibility. I had to ask for what I needed, right? So going back to those plans that I had, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to take more responsibility. and I'm going to do these things. And I'm going to go back and face my challenges And when we got ready to go back, I felt sick. Like I felt nauseous. I felt fearful. I felt scared. I felt angry. I had all these emotions coming up, but it was like, I can 
deal with this because where I was was worse than where I am now. So like having all those emotions still felt way, way better to me than being in this hole of depression. So I just went into those emotions and over the next few months in Virginia, I gave birth to my third child, which was just an amazing, beautiful birth that I'm so grateful for. And I kept showing up and facing the challenges that presented themselves, doing the work, growing. But every time that I started to feel the emotion of sadness, I felt scared. And I was like, what if I'm becoming depressed again? You know? And it was to the point where one day I felt like I was on the edge of that. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to fall back into the hole again because I feel sad? And it was scary. And I Googled and I Googled what to do when you're on the edge. And do you know what popped up? A Tony Robbins video. Now, I had no idea who he was at the time. And I watched this video, which I loved. I applied it. And I began just consuming and applying all of his work. And it really took me to that next level of like, okay, I don't have to worry about falling into the hole of depression anymore. I have more control. I have more confidence in my emotional capacity and strength. And I was just learning all about this guy. I'm like, who is this guy? And he's a life coach. And what is even a life coach? Like, I don't need somebody to tell me how to live my life. Like, what's that? (laughs) So I started researching what is a life coach and what do they do? And I learned it's like a sports coach, really. It is a coach like that observes you from the outside. So the coach can see your strengths and weaknesses in life. They can notice your thought patterns that are holding you back. And they give you practices to train just like a sports coach would. Here's some practices, you know, mental exercises, and these different things help you to reach your full potential. And that work is just amazing. It's amazing. So I was so stoked about it. And I just kept applying the work and learning about it. And the really cool connection for me was that it was so yogic that it just helped me to go deeper into really embodying, understanding the yoga sutras. You know, the yoga sutras is a foundational text of yoga. And so these coaching tools helped me to go deeper into that yoga work. So... I was so inspired and I could finally see it was like light at the end of the tunnel, but looking back almost, it was like, okay, I needed to go through this mess of the past year to go deeper in my journey in life to grow. I needed it for my own personal growth and I needed it in order to reach a new level And because I was already working with lots of women through yoga and women's circles, I was like, 
I had to share these tools. I was like, I have got to share these tools with all the women I know because I know that this is going to change the quality of their lives. We have the yoga, we have the practice, we have the sharing circles, and then this is just like another tool, but it is the freaking cherry on top. (laughs) So I wanted to keep on diving into it, and this is like when I really felt that shift into fulfillment. I just felt this fulfillment from the overwhelm, like that mess became my message, So whatever mess you may be going through or you went through, that can become your message to help other people go through it. So I hired a personal life coach because I wanted to have the one-on-one experience, right? It's like the coach is like, if you're hiring a sports coach or a trainer, it's like you can't hide in a class and like start getting lazy. Like you've got all the attention on you. And so I started working with the coach and I also got started my certification as a life coach. And now I get to combine the ancient science of yoga with the modern science of life coaching in order to help my clients reach their full potential with ease. So we work on managing thoughts, feelings, and actions in various areas of life, such as relationships, their businesses, finances, time management, mental health, physical health, spirituality, like all different areas, the protocol is really the same to get new results. So let's get into the application. Are you ready? Are you ready to start applying it? (laughs) So Over the past few weeks, you acknowledged where you were, you decided where you want to be, you've started taking massive action, and now how are you going to keep taking action? How are you going to keep doing that even when it's hard? Even when things don't go as planned, even when you think you're failing, how are you going to keep taking action in order to actually get the results that you want, to actually be who you want to be, to actually live a truly fulfilled life. How are you going to do what you say you're going to do with ease? How is it going to be different this time? Do you have a clue? Do you have something that comes up for you? The answer and the final step is consistency. Now, the definition of consistency is unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. So what happens many times is that people give up, right? They give up because it gets hard. They give up because they change their standards. They lower their standards again because they don't feel like doing it anymore. just doesn't feel good anymore. Let's go with the flow. Not feeling it. Now, for the visual people out there, imagine that you are trying to dig for a well. You start digging, you've got your shovel, you start digging down into the dirt. It gets harder the deeper you get, right? The ground gets harder. So you decide, I'm going to change locations because it's too hard here, and you start digging again. 
okay? And you just kind of keep doing this. Like, for some reason, it keeps, like, it's hard. And so you're like, I've got to, like, go over here and do it again. And you're in this kind of habit of moving on when it gets hard, setting a new goal, trying something else, whatever. And after a few months pass, you look up, you look around, and what do you see? You see a whole bunch of potholes where you're going to trip, where your kids are going to trip, where your friends are going to (laughs) trip, and there's no water. What? So consistency is aligning with this new standard that you've set for yourself. When you made the decision of what you want, the massive action is creating a radical change in your life and taking new actions to start getting new results. The consistency part is the digging even when it's hard. You keep on going even when it's hard. We have something that happens in our brain where we think it should be easy, right? Have you heard the only problem that you have is thinking that you shouldn't have problems or that you shouldn't have challenges? It's part of the journey, girlfriend. We are going to have challenges. So how are you going to be consistent? What does it take to be consistent? And this is, again, something that people really like to complicate. And complicating things is a great way to create confusion. And confusion is a great way for not taking action and not doing what you wanted to do. (laughs) So I'm going to make this as simple as possible so that we don't get into confusion. Okay, so listen closely. These are the two things that you need to do to be consistent. Number one, discipline. Two, support. Okay, so who heard discipline and was like, I'm not disciplined, not for me. (laughs) So the good thing about discipline, whatever the area is is that you want to be in or that you want to get to or that you want to create for yourself. Nobody is disciplined in that area. That's why you're not where you want to be. So the great thing is that discipline can be cultivated. In yoga, we call discipline tapas. Okay, the root of tapas is top, which means to be hot. And that heat is like that internal fire or the drive or the passion for life, okay? And when you're cultivating discipline or tapas, the way that you do it is one step at a time. So let me give you an example. If you refer to yourself as not being very disciplined or like I'm not ever on time, you know, that's kind of who I am. Then today you can change that by cutting that sentence out of your head forever. (laughs) Like you don't need to ever say that or think it again because it's not helping you. And replace it with, I do what I say I'm going to do. Now, how are you going to one step at a time do what you say you're going to do? You're going to do what you say you're going to do one step at a time, right? So if your friend invites you somewhere, you agree, you say, we're going to meet at five. It's 4.30. You need to leave. You don't feel like it. You're not actually sick, right? If you had a flu, it's another thing. 
but you just kind of like don't feel motivated to do it. The way that you're going to build discipline and tapas, that fire, is by getting up and doing it, especially when you don't feel like doing it because you said you were going to do it. Because when you do what you say you're going to do, you're honoring a promise not only to that person, but to yourself. You're raising the standard that you have of your relationship with yourself and doing what you say you're going to do. Now, when times come up, when you don't do what you say you're going to do, when you get off track, practice compassion with yourself. It's okay. You got off track a little bit. It's like digging down for the well. Maybe you hit the shovel to the side, but you're not going to just start digging another hole now. No, get right back on track. Remember the thought, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And you keep on digging. You keep on building that skill of discipline. So grab your pen and paper or the notes in your phone, pause this and write down one thing that you're going to do over the next six months to build your skill of tapas or discipline. Make it concise and clear. Go. Okay. The second part, an integral part of consistency is support. Why do we need support? Well, we already talked about how sometimes things get hard, right? And probably not just sometimes, like all the time. If you're going to do something new, it's like you're building a new muscle. As you're increasing that muscle, the muscle fibers are tearing down. You might have some discomfort, right? So if you have ever started something and you quit... Raise your hand high up in the air. I know I can't see you, but do it for you to accept it for yourself that you've done it. You've quit before. We've all done it. Okay. So there's this cool research that I just, it's mind blowing for me. It's by the American Society of Training and Development. And they found that people, listen to these numbers, okay? People are 65% more likely to meet a goal after they commit it to another person. So they tell another person they're going to do it. 65% more likely just because of that. Now, it gets better. Your chance of doing what you say you're going to do, of achieving who you want to be, your intention, your goal, increases to 95%. How? When? When you build in ongoing meetings with your partner to check in on the progress. What? 95%. That's the coaching relationship. Accountability partners. That is the power of accountability of support. So ongoing weekly check-ins on your progress is what's going to level everything up for you. It doesn't matter if you are in a hole of depression or if your life is already pretty good, like you're rich, you've got everything you need, whatever it is, but you know, there's another level for you too. There's always another level of growth, of more peace. Imagine if you just feel peaceful all the time and nothing is changing your peace. That is also possible. So this is how with support, this is how we create the life you want with ease. And I'm not saying that it will be easy. I'm saying you can do it with ease. 
You can create the life you want. You can create who you want to be with the quality of peace. It doesn't have to be in a driven, achievement, stressful way. It can be peaceful. Now, another quality of the support, right? It reminds, so the two coming together, that discipline and the support, it's like the saying, light a fire under you. Have you heard that? So I'm sure most of you have, right? It, this is what happens when you share your goals, your intentions, your dreams with someone else. The lighting a fire under you is reinforcing the tapas and the discipline. And this is what your support does for you. Your coach or your mentor, they light a fire under you in the most helpful way to move you more quickly or more efficiently, or whatever qualities you need to help you to get to where you want to be. So I'm going to share with you the two types of support that I have seen and experienced and observed clients have the most success with, okay? So before we explore those, take a moment to revisit what it is that you want in your life, It's important for you to revisit that because what type of support you choose is also going to be related. So going to that thing that you decided what you want, remembering that for a moment. Now, these are the two very powerful types of support that I've seen. First is group. So if you think you might be an alcoholic, Join Alcoholics Anonymous. This is a great group coaching environment for you. Regular support with also like you have your mentor to check in with you, right? So this is amazing support. The second, first you have a group. Second is one-on-one. So one-on-one is hiring a life coach, right? Or a mentor that is going to support you in a weekly call or weekly meetup. And it's really, one-on-one coaching is like, it's not like any other type of support. The focus is entirely on you for 50 minutes or however long the session is. And it's a high level of accountability. It's focusing on you and your dreams and the you that you want to be for that entire session. So these are the two effective ways, group or one-on-one. So take a moment. And write down the support that you think will be most effective at helping you reach a new level of fulfillment, what you want and who you want to be. Now, before you do that, don't waste your time writing down things that aren't really that compelling, okay? This is a common thing. I've done it before. I'm sure you've done it where it's like, okay, let me, what I really feel compelled to do is to hire a one-on-one coach, but let me try it myself first. And just don't waste your time with that, with that thought, right? And you can go into, well, why not? Well, you've been trying it yourself for like the past forever, right? And just ask, how is it working for you? If that is working well for you, you wouldn't even be creating this goal, this intention. So, Really writing down the thing that you believe will truly be the most effective and the most life-changing support for you. And after you write that down, beside it, you're going to write which day this week, right? The next seven days, 
Give yourself a week and write down one day that you're going to commit to taking action on that commitment for support. So for example, you might write down contact Alcoholics Anonymous by Monday or email Selena for one-on-one coaching today. Now, the cool thing is when you have something like this, imagine that support that you have, they are going to be holding you accountable for doing these things. So if you go past a week and you find that you didn't do the thing, go back to it and do it right away so that you start creating new action to create new results. Okay, so hit pause and write it down. Okay, well done. This is your super simple, doable, and drama-free plan for consistency. We have made it through all four steps for moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment. And for those of you that did the work who are applying it, you're going to look back on this day a year from now or a couple years from now when you have moved into another layer of fulfillment and you have become, you've raised your standards and become more of who you really want to be. You're going to look back at this and you're going to be like, that is when I decided what I wanted. I started taking massive action. I committed to myself, to consistency, to getting support. And look at what I did. Look at what I did for who I am now. So really just soak all of this in. This is part of your journey. You're exactly where you're meant to be right now in your journey. So tune in with me next week for a brand new episode to keep you inspired and motivated throughout your journey. I did receive some questions asking like, when is the next episode coming out? Did I miss it? How will I know? And it comes out every week weekly on Thursdays. It's now on iTunes and on Spotify. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button and then it will alert you for every new episode. I'm with you on the like learning about technology train. So we're in this together. You can send me an email. You're not going to bother me. I'm happy to help with the technology part also. And also email me, selenakipnis at gmail.com. If you have any questions about working one-on-one with me, talk to you next week, friend. Have a wonderful week. Namaste.